Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, with us right now, we've got Kevin Goatee. Kevin, you are the creator of a new show, Fantasy Football Jibber Jabber, and you are also the creator of a show that is streaming on Amazon Video, and we're going to talk about this, and that is Comics Watching Comics. Thank you for so much for joining us. Thank you, sir, for having me. Appreciate the invite. So, Kevin, um, you know, what, what we really want to talk about in this show is like how you ultimately got to a platform like Amazon why you did that. And we're going to talk about kind of the difference between creating a show for YouTube and then um, possibly working with one of the streaming platforms. And, you know, the good news, I think, for creatives is there are more methods of distribution than ever before. And there are more platforms that are, say, a little bit more curated than a YouTube, which, of course, is accessible to pretty much anyone. And I mean, unless you're, you're a pretty evil person, you get kicked off because you're, you know, you're uh, putting something out that it shouldn't be out there. Uh, anyone can use Amazon or anyone can use YouTube. Yeah. Uh, how did it was, Wow, there's a lot of questions in one there. How did it come to be? Uh, again, YouTube is obviously, first of all, it, I, for me, it was a stomp. It was a, it was a beginning place. A lot of people have made a lot of money very fast off of YouTube. Uh, I did not, uh, my views were not great on YouTube. I had better views on Facebook. So that was the one difference. And I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to know somebody who does have an in at Amazon where I was able to, to get in that way and take my show. I had four seasons at that point on YouTube. And then I was able to take all the previous four and then five seasons, five, six, seven, and eight and get them on Amazon that way. And that's where it currently, currently resides is the, uh, uh, is on Amazon video right now for uh, comics, watching comics. So for someone who doesn't have an in, how do they get a show, in your experience, how do they get a show to say if they're like, oh, man, my dream is to take this from YouTube or Facebook or wherever they're producing it, and they want it to appear on a streamer. So let's start off by saying first, why would you want to do that? I mean, I've got some ideas on that, but what, what was your idea? My idea I mean, is simple, more views. It gives it, of course, more poorly an air of, uh, of um, distinction if you will. Again, um, someone will, you know, walk in the room like, oh, this guy's got a show on YouTube. You're like, yeah, so what? So does my grandma. She macrame jean shorts, big deal. Uh, but when you walk in and go, hey, this guy's got a show on Amazon. Like I've seen them. My friends introduced me like, oh, this is Kevin. He's got a show on Amazon, even though I definitely do not ask them to do that. But uh, you, you, you see the eyebrows arch like, oh, Amazon, really? Like that's pretty cool. So it definitely gives that that air of, uh, of distinction and, and credibility, which is something obviously you try and, and seek for all your, your platforms. But, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's great. I, I love it. It's been a big help and, uh, and, and definitely got me into speaking with more networks and production companies for, uh, for the shows I've had. And so, again, for someone who doesn't have an in at Amazon, I mean, what, who are you pitching to? Are you just like going on Amazon.com looking for the contact us email address and say, hey, have I got a show for you? You are, uh, but mainly you're going to be looking for production companies. That's the best bet. Go on LinkedIn. That's what I did. 
uh, LinkedIn production, like people in production companies, find like, you should kind of know obviously who your demographic is, what channel you see it on, and then reach out to, to those people on LinkedIn and say, hey, I've got a show. It's kind of like in the same vein of this meets that on your network. Um, hey, any suggestions, any advice? Can I just link up with you? Maybe and give you a call or even if you're local, take you out for a cup of coffee, just pick your brain. Just any help. I mean, just say, hey, man, I'm, I'm just looking for some help. People are, are a little bit more, uh, the guard drops as opposed to, I've got a show. Here it is. If, you, if you're more human about it in your yeah. approach, they're more likely to give you a, a, a helping hand. Yeah, so you would imagine the keywords would just be just search for Amazon and production and, you know, just kind of- Or, yeah, or, or, whatever, or whatever network you're looking for, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, in your experience then professionally, once you got the tap, uh, to start, uh, so you have been producing the show for quite some time. And for someone who hasn't watched comics, watching comics, can you just explain the, the uh, concept? Uh, yeah, sure. It's, it's like last comic standing meets mystery science theater 3000. So it's, it's a comedy competition slash reality show where, uh, we tape a bunch of comedians who are intermediate and we watch a footage of my house with comics who are more, um, more tenured and have more credits and have uh, who accomplish more. And we watch, we critique, we praise, we offer advice. And if they're bad, we, uh, we let them have it. So, and there's a lot of ball busting on the couch. I also interview all the comics on the panel just so you can say, Hey, stand up comedy isn't all that easy. Like being that office funny guy, that's great. But when you, to make a living out of it, to try and even start up as a hobby, is way more harder than you think. And it's, it's almost, it's very insulting when someone goes, Oh, you're funny. You know what you should do? You should go on Colbert. Like, like ain't that easy. So we kind of, we, <laughs> we, break, we break down how and why it is that hard. And some of the funny stories and awful stories that we've had uh, throughout our journeys of, of comedy. So that's the show. And, so and if you're, you're a big comedy fan, if you like stand up comedy, if you want to see kind of how the sausage is packed, well, that's the, uh, that show kind of brings it into it. And again, no funnier group of people than watching comics sit down and bust each other's balls nonstop. For sure. Um, and so your background then, so you've been a stand-up comic for 10 years now. About, yeah, 10 years in March. And so what? explain that journey for someone who's not gone down that path. Uh, wow. It's, uh, it's tough. It's, uh, I have a day job as well. Cause again, when you, just because you want to say, I'm going to do comedy doesn't mean people are, are going to start throwing you money. So, uh, also a dad so, uh, and, a, and a husband. So I got to, you know, bargain my time. If you're young, if you think about doing comedy, obviously the best time to do it is now as anything in life. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's difficult because you got to go to these open mics. That's where you try out and test your material, but other comics who, who could care less, most of them, 98% of them about your material. Uh, and they, you know, you try it out and that's where you network, you start making friends and, and you network. And after a while, you, you know, you start asking people to get on shows or they ask you to get on shows or you create your own show, like your own comedy show. You do it at a bar or a, a diner, a laundromat, a club, who knows? And you just keep, keep, uh, keep getting stage time. I know it's the old hack axiom, but it's the truest one out there is you need to get more stage time, no matter where it is. And the more stage time you get, the more reps you get in the batting cage, the better off you are. And it just, it slowly begins to manifest. And if you're looking for that quick overnight sensation, I know exactly two people <laughs> out of thousands that have uh, quote unquote made it. And by made it, I mean consistently paid and able to make a living off stand up comedy in uh, my nine years that are able just to really make it. I mean, I know people who quit their job and do comedy nonstop 
but they're also the ones who are screenshotting their bank balance going, uh-oh, $7.04 left. Like, that ain't making it. But uh, <laughs> the long, arduous process, you better have patience. Um, and most people do wash. I think the number was given, like 75% of people wash that after year three. So you see yeah. real fast. Uh, it is insanely competitive. And unfortunately, most of you just aren't that good. Just a little dose of reality. But hey, yeah. uh, you could say the same about me. You never know. <laughs> How is it performing for comics as opposed to performing for an audience where your peers are not in the audience? You mentioned doing open mics night. You know, sure. There's a lot of comics just kind of waiting their turn so they right. can go up and get their three to five minutes. Exactly. They could care too less about you. If you get a comic to laugh, Congratulations. Audiences are way easy because they pay to come out. They pay to have a babysitter. They paid for dinner to have beforehand. They're pay over they're overpaying for two drinks and garbage, you know, comedy club food. Uh, <laughs> so they're looking at they, they all, all you they're they're giving you a mile. All you gotta do is just get in and, and make up a laugh a couple of times and you're you're their best friends. Uh, comics just again, they don't care. They're looking for their next spot. They want to get out of that mic. It's death. You know, everyone's just sitting there waiting to walk the green miles so no one really truly mostly people get care about what you're doing or what you're up to so if you get comics to laugh that's a that's a, a huge uh huge uh, pat on the back huge star on your shoulder audiences to laugh real a lot easier than usual way more easier than comics for sure so tell me about fantasy football jibber jabber what where are you at in the process right now um currently it's um it's on youtube um, and so you yeah. could just search that again, fantasy football, jibber jabber, and you could watch that. Um, but I would imagine then Kevin, that the idea is that you're, you're kind of actively working with production companies right now and would like to see this again, get onto a different platform. A hundred percent. Right. What we're doing right now, it's on Facebook and YouTube, as you just said, and uh, a little bit of Instagram here and there too. But yeah, what, what the show is, if you're a fantasy football fan, we tell you who to start and sit. The difference between us and every other fantasy football show, A, we're insanely funnier because we're two comics. Myself and my, my co-host, Gerard Harron, co-host this show. Uh, and second of all, we combine fantasy football and gambling, NFL bets. We are damn good at this as well. Uh, it's a, where our, our spread was, I probably have to do the math, but last time I looked, I'll do the math real fast. 22 and 11, last week I was 3 and 2. Uh, uh, 13, I'm 25 and 13 for the year on the show. So that's pretty good. And a break even point is 52 and a half percent, 55, 56% is making money. So, I mean, do the math. I, I'm doing two seconds here for you, but I'm well above 60%. I had a great year last year. I was 61%. Again, making a lot of money. This is a second income for me. Hence where the, uh, the Patreon page comes in, patreon.com slash fancy football jibber jabber. And what we do is we offer our services to um, we do your fantasy football lines for fifty bucks a month. We do a, for, you can also get my my lock of the week picks for hundred fifty bucks a month. All you do is make one bet and bang, you, you've made your money back. But and I don't even take any uh, profits out of that. What we do is we take that money, roll it right into the promotion of the show on YouTube and uh, and Facebook. So it goes right yeah. into the marketing process. So right now I'm sixty six percent for the year. So I'll take that for someone. For someone who doesn't uh, like, I don't know how the fantasy football betting world works. Sure, are there, you just go on a platform, or are you just with friends, or like, how would you place those bets? Well, okay, so fantasy football and betting are two separate, completely different things. Like, you have leagues for fantasy football where you draft players and you pick players, or you could do it where it's called daily fantasy, where every week you have a different uh, group of, of players. If you do it with your buddies, 
you have one team and you have most of those players for the entire year unless you drop them or trade them or whatever. With Daily Fantasy, every week you pick a brand new roster and it's like a salary cap. Like the better players have a higher amount. You only get X amount of dollars per week to spend. So you can't have, you know, 10 superstars every position. You have to budget out. You have to go high in one spot, low in another spot, medium in another spot. So that's just fantasy football. Gambling is like where you see like, oh, I think the Giants are are getting seven this week in Detroit. Do I think the Giants are going to cover? I don't know. I'll Okay, let's just say for argument's sake, I take the Giants. You can bet on a lot of states and now casinos too. Uh, our sports gambling is legal, of course. There are still plenty of illegal bookies all around the country. But yeah, you can go to a casino, walk in, say, I want the, the Giants going to win plus seven. Here's $110 to win $100, and that's mm-hmm. how that works. Or, like I said, casinos uh, in uh, other, st- other states have also apps, so you don't have to go to the casino. For example, yeah. there are other casinos in Jersey where you can just download their app and make your bet there instead of driving two hours down to Atlantic City. And do it that way. So that's two different things that we're talking. So, um, uh, Kevin, one last question um, sure, on, on, on your work. What percentage of you of your time do you say you spend perfecting your craft and doing the creative side versus promotion and just getting your name like actively marketing? Uh, I would say I spend usually Wednesdays preparing all my uh, my my fantasy football notes and such. And uh, Thursdays doing my pick research and, as well. And then the other days I'm out blasting out, hey, here's – and then we, we, we tape our show Thursday nights. And then we, we have an air usually Saturday morning-ish, hopefully Saturday afternoon. And this blasts it throughout. Hey, check it out. Here's who Kevin and Gerard think were the top quarterback plays this week. Here's Kevin, one of Kevin's best bets for the week. Here's one of Gerard's best bets for the week. So and it's constant just stream of consciousness in your face like, oh, that's right. My whole my day job is a, is a medical sales, and I would be known as the guy who does you know my medical test. I would be known as oh the guy who who handicaps, the guy who also does fantasy football. I have people you know messaging me on Facebook or Twitter like, hey man, who should I start this week? Or what do you think of the Chiefs plus five and a half at home this week? You know, and that, I'm trying to make myself like that brand. Uh, yeah. So just by constant, 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 hey, or, or tweeting out articles or sharing articles sports articles with my take on it. That's, that's what I do. My suspicion is for people that are either creatives or, you know, they're performing. Um, they don't realize how much time they need to actually spend. They're getting discovered. That's a re- that's a really, really tough thing. Like that your chances of getting discovered are like next to none, unless you are like out making discovery happen. Is that kind of your impression of that? I do. I think, uh, fortunately, I, I, I live up in the New York area. I live in North Jersey. So it's, it's a lot easier to have access to people who know people who can get me in touch with people yeah. uh, to do that and say, hey, here's who you should talk to. And uh, it's just being in this area versus like Lincoln, Nebraska. It's a, it's a lot better. Uh, I have more options at my hand. and can get a hold of more people and can make meetings easier. And uh, yeah, so that, that's the good news. Although if you live in Lincoln, Nebraska, and you do, let's say you have one hell of a Nebraska Cornhuskers podcast or show about the University of Nebraska, if you're the best guy, you will get noticed. It's just going to, it's, you know, it's going to take time. It's going to take a network of people to like and share your stuff nonstop. Like you got to, but you have to have a, a top notch product and you got to be consistent with the marketing promotion. 
Nice. Kevin Goatee, you are the uh, founder, the creator of Comics Watching Comics, now in its eighth season, uh, and that streams on Amazon Prime. And so if you have an Amazon Prime membership, just search Comics Watching Comics, give it a five-star review, share it with your friends. uh, And then as well, uh, look for Fantasy Football Jibber Jabber, which is on YouTube currently and quite possibly on its way to your favorite streaming platform as well. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, Tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.